Welcome to an episode of Coach's Corner, where I get to talk to some of my favorite people and have them come on the show and teach you some amazing things. And just remember, each week on Wednesday, there's the coaching episodes where you listen to me coach someone live on the air. So if you listened to last week's episode, it was on self-consciousness. And I coached Kristen on how to become more authentic to combat self-consciousness. And so as I was thinking about who I could have come on Coach's Corner and speak a little bit more about authenticity and self-consciousness, one person immediately popped into my mind, and that's my friend and yoga teacher, Catherine Budig. I got to know Catherine, gosh, I don't know, maybe it was even 10 years ago when she was teaching classes in LA. She moved from LA a few years ago, which broke my heart because I loved her class. And one of the main reasons I loved her class is because she was so unique, not just in the way she put together poses, but she was just fully herself. So she's going to talk a little bit more about how we do that, how we become fully ourselves and how we show up authentically and aim true in our life. Catherine is an internationally celebrated yoga teacher and author known for her accessibility, humor, and ability to empower students through her message, Aim True. With over a decade of experience in her field, she is the yoga contributor to a bunch of amazing magazines. She's a sponsored athlete in Under Armour's I Will What I Want campaign, an ambassador for Ford's Warriors in Pink, and the founder of her animal project, Poses for Paws. She's the creator of the Aim True Yoga DVD and recently released her second book, Aim True, which is amazing and I highly recommend. I think you'll get a lot of inspiration from this Coach's Corner with my friend, Catherine Budig. So Catherine, I'm so happy to have you here on Coach's Corner. Thank you so much for coming to talk to us. Of course. It's always good to talk to you. Yeah. I still miss your classes so much in LA. Catherine's like one of the best (laughs) yoga teachers in the world. So I wanted to have you on today because the episode last week was about self-consciousness and about self-acceptance and being fully authentic. And you just came out with a new book, um, which is amazing, called Aim True. And I know that aiming true and staying true to yourself has been an important part of your life, of your teaching, and just you know your spiritual path in a lot of ways. So I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about what aiming true really means to you and how people can apply that in their own life. So Aim True is based with the Greek goddess Artemis, and her story is really fascinating when it comes to this topic because rumor has it in mythology that when she was very young, she went to her father, and who's Zeus, and said, hey, I, I'm, I know I'm different, and I don't want to get married. I don't want to have children. I don't want to abide to societal rules. I, I want to go live with my sisters, go live with my tribe, be in the woods, and be a huntress. Will you allow me to be this? And he granted her that, and she became the goddess that we know today. So as a young girl, I just thought she was cool. But as a woman who was actually starting to experience these societal pressures, I really, she blew my mind. Because it takes such a, a strong individual in society to completely defy the expectations of us. And to know this is 100% who I am. This is what's going to bring me happiness, not your expectations of me. So... That was the beginning of Aim True and figuring out for me what it meant to Aim True. And and that translated through years of this ability to know exactly who I am, to know what 
you know, makes my heart beat, what makes me talented, what my gifts are. And then when I start to apply that, not being altered by the expectations of others, not being influenced by the, the generic societal influences and moving past that fear. And that's how I always hit my mark. Mm. Okay. So, oh, so good. I love that you tied in Greek mythology to that. So, <laughs> so juicy. So two, <laughs> two questions within that. You talked about, you know, finding what, what's really true for you and then not being sort of set off track by the expectations of others. So first question would be, how did you find what was true for you? Because I, I know that's a struggle for a lot of people. And then when people didn't react so well to your choices or they got upset or they didn't understand it or whatever the reaction was, how did you deal with that both internally and externally in your relationships with them? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I think the, the first word that popped into my mind when you started speaking was time, just time and experience. You know, I, I don't think all of us pop out of the womb like Artemis. I think she was three years old when she went to her dad and said this, according to mythology. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I was like, like that when I was three. No little, problem. A little behind the curve. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think that life is and we're not meant to just figure things out right away. I think that's kind of the, the quasi-cruel joke in all of this, but it's also beautiful because we're meant to mess up. We're meant to have all these experiences that might be generically viewed as failures when I don't believe in failure. I believe it's just one more, you know, notch in the lesson book to figuring out what's important to you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you don't feel like, wow, I am not 100% confident in who I am or what I want to do right now, that's normal. Like that, that is completely normal. But I would say to start honing in, honing in, in that sensitivity to what makes you excited, you know, start really simple and just answer a few questions. Like what makes me uniquely me? What are my talents? What is something that is, is so important about me? And this can be anything from you know, I have the most beautiful downward facing dog in the world, or I used to be in Cirque du Soleil. It could be something flashy, or it could be something like I make the best pasta sauce in the world, or <laughs> I'm a phenomenal listener. And so whenever my friends are upset, they always call me first. And I think if you can just take the time to make a list like that, you can start to see, okay, this is what I'm really good at, which is normally correlated to a passion of yours. And then you can start to get more connected with what you're passionate about. And then you know what your, you know, your quote unquote, truth is. And once you figure out what you're really good at and what's important to you, then you can focus on making sure you're not sacrificing whatever that is to appease the expectations of others or to appease what people think you know you should be doing as opposed to what you know you should be doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Have you ever had um, you know, a moment or a conversation where you've had to really speak honestly with someone who isn't, you know, pleased with your choices or what decision you've made? Um, or do you have any tips for how to have that conversation with people? Because that's one of the things I talk about a lot on the show is, is boundaries. And, right. not, you know, knowing that if other people are upset with you, that's really none of your business. Now, that doesn't mean be a jerk, you know, communicate right. with love. But if you're saying if you're staying true to yourself, and you're aiming true, you know, people and, and parents are a good example of that, no matter how old you are, may not like your choices. So do you have any advice for how to have how to navigate those sometimes tricky situations? Well, what I always say is not being nice doesn't mean you're being mean. So, you know, it correlates with what you said that creating healthy boundaries and Catherine, I think we're kind of trained to always be nice to people. And what it really boils down to is that you need to do what you need to do. 
obviously not recklessly and you don't want to just burn down a village, but once you have really decided, okay, this is what I need in my life. This is the choice. I know this is going to upset my partner. I know this is going to upset my parent or my friend, but this is true to who I am. Then you have to confidently go into that conversation and what I would advise is in a very loving way and be like, hey, I need you to hear me out. This is what's important to me. I know you may not agree with me, but please listen to why I'm doing this. And I would love for your support. And if not, you know, we're going to have to agree to disagree. But just going in there politically as calm as possible. You know, when you go in with all your guns out blaring, that's when it starts to just go to crap. But if you can go in there just this is exactly who I am. This is what I need. And, you, you know, being able to wipe it off your shoulders quickly. I mean, it, it's so, everyone is sensitive. But if I've learned anything in the past five years of my life, it's how to take a lot of opinions and deflect them. And I'm mm-hmm. only good at deflecting them when I truly 100% believe in what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And if someone attacks me, when I know what I'm saying is true, of course it hurts because just any cruel comment is painful. But I have to know that in those situations, I, this is correct for me. There's no other way for me to live my life. And I've also learned that it's okay if not everyone agrees or loves me. It's just there's no such thing. I think as a little girl, it's like everyone's going to like me and everyone's going to approve. And that's, that's BS. <laughs> it's, just, yep. it's not a reality. So the sooner that you can accept that we're all here, different purposes, different ideas, and that's what makes us so interesting, you do you, they do them, then it's easier to stand by your decision without needing, you know, some flowery approval from another person. Yeah. And don't you find too that, especially with people that are close to us, you know, if they disapprove for a while, it's better to to have that temporary time of being a little uncomfortable than Mm -hmm. faking it and building up years of resentment that eventually pulls the relationship apart. Oh, completely. I'm, I'm such a huge proponent of being honest. And obviously, like I said before, when you're being honest, I think it, it, it is useful to take the time to figure out what's the best way to share this so it doesn't come across as aggressive. But you nailed it. I mean, you're going to build up all this resentment if you keep the story in the way that you want it to be read as opposed to what's actually happening. And if you can be conscious with your words but speak your truth, that is always the win. That's always mm. the win. Mm, I love that. Say that again. Conscious with your truth. Oh, easy gosh, with your I words. <laughs> I know. I'm the same way. I think you said conscious with, <laughs> conscious with your truth and easy with your words. I love that. I love that. Well, one of the many things I so acknowledge about you, Catherine, um, especially from taking your class is, you know, whenever I was in your class, it was like you were doing you. You know, you were playful, you were quirky, you had us doing crazy arm balances, even when we thought we couldn't. You didn't just follow the cookie cutter structure of like what a yoga teacher is. You really brought you to the practice. Um, And I'd love you to speak a little bit about how that level of aiming true and that level of authenticity has directly correlated to your success in the world because you're a powerhouse. I mean, what you've created (laughs) is amazing and you've done it by doing you. And I think too few people trust that. They think Mm -hmm. they need to copy others or compare themselves. So can you talk about how authenticity is so important to aligned success? Well, I think when you're newer at anything, you know, you see this in the yoga world all the time is that a student completes their teacher training and for probably at least a year after their training, they're going to be like this little army 
uh, representing their teacher, and they're going to sound exactly like the person who trained them because they're, they're little babies, you know? They just learned this new language, and so they're going to regurgitate what they have been told. So in the beginning of anything, sounding like your mentor or like someone else is normal. But like we talked about earlier, there's this concept of the only way to get through things or get better is through time and experience. So through this time and experience, trusting what your message is, trusting what your talents are, trusting what it is that you know lights your heart up and moving in that direction. Because what the world doesn't need are just armies of blueprints of people that already exist. You know, I've learned to look at people who inspire me and once upon a time, maybe I would have been like, okay, I'm going to do exactly what they're doing. That's not interesting. It's already being done. Mm -hmm. It is already there. It's already being done. Even if someone is wildly successful at it, that's them. And the only reason they're wildly successful at it is because they are the unique individual that is putting that out into the world. So it is so imperative for us as individuals to stand by what makes us interesting and unique. And even if you think you're bizarre and quirky and misunderstood, continue to be that way because that is what's going to eventually make you successful and attract people to you is this, you know, this transparency. You're putting yourself completely out there. And in this filtered world of social media where, you know, we're dependent are, are on likes and how many people follow us how refreshing to actually see someone not give an F and just put themselves out there and speak what's important to them. I love that. Oh. That's what fires me up is seeing people being like, I don't care. I'm not going to do this because I think you're going to like it. I'm going to do this because this is exactly what I need to say. And that's a leader. And that's someone who's going to make waves and make a difference. Oh. Preach it. I just got goosebumps <laughs> all over. So for everybody listening, that's an example of someone aiming true and totally being who they are. You I just heard it. Up. You just heard it. I love it. It lights me up too. And and I totally relate to that because when I think I first started, you know, I, I, I had a level of self-consciousness and I thought that the way to deal with that was to mimic other people, you know, oh. to be like other people. That was my roadmap. Instead of, finally, my mentor said, you know, let yourself be self-conscious. Let yourself goof up, you know, be be you, do you. Because if you don't start that from the beginning, then it's hard to go back and find it, you know, when we lose sight of that. So so I love that. It's so true. And, and oh my gosh, there have been so many awkward moments and so many things I've said or put out there that I'm like, oh, wow, that was an interesting thing. <laughs> but at least it was me, you know, at least it was totally. me. So well, my you. favorite quote that I always use, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners know this, but it's Oscar Wilde. And I use it all the time and it's be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. Love and it. it's, it's just, it's so genius and it's so true. And if you can remember that, you know, don't be the next, you know, Barack Obama, don't be the next Sean Corn. be right. you. That's right. what the world needs. That's what the world needs. I love that. Well, in wrapping up here, I'd love you to talk a little bit about something we both are so passionate about, and it's been a huge part of our lives, which is yoga. So mm -hmm. I know that you know there's a lot of people that maybe either have a practice, but there might be people that don't because because they're self conscious about their body or about them not being good or, or all those things. So a, a little advice for people that you know want to get deeper into their practice or back into their practice or even start a practice because I'd love you to talk a little bit about because I know for you and for me yoga's been about so much more than just the physical moving of the body. Oh sure, and I, you know obviously that's the easy thing to sell though. So. If you're looking at magazines or online, obviously what you're going to see is the highly physical aspect of it, which can be wildly intimidating because someone who has a really advanced yoga practice can do some 
pretty bizarre things with their body. And, you know, depending on your personality, you're either going to be inspired by that or you're going to be crushed by that. And that just depends on the individual and, and how you digest it. So, you know, if you fall into the category where you see this and it's something that is in, incredibly intimidating for you, I would recommend you know, finding a home practice is probably a safer place. So, you know, using a DVD or an online studio, practicing there, because then you have the safety of being in your home, you know, not worrying about people looking at you. But a note on that, if you're worried about going into the yoga studio and having everyone look at you and and you feel embarrassed, trust me, they are way too, everyone else <laughs> is way too self-involved <laughs> to look at you because yes. they're too busy worrying that people are looking at them. So get over that now because that's not a thing. You know, it, it would be better if you could actually go to a really good teacher who's going to show you a good form and make sure that you're safe and, and give you the tools to become stronger at it. And, and finally, you know, you don't start yoga because you're really good at it. You start yoga because it's something that you want to be better at. And whether that's improving, you know, your flexibility, earning more strength in your body, feeling more comfortable in your skin, learning how to slow down your mind, learning how to be less reactive, um, learning how to take time for yourself as opposed to giving to everyone else. There's just so many things that you can get out of it. But, you know, the first step is you have to actually show up. You have to do it. You can't just sit there and think about it. You need to make the choice to either pop that DVD in or get in your car and go to the studio. But you have to do it now. And there's no, not like, oh, I need to lose 20 pounds before I get onto the mat. Screw that. Do it now. You need to just go now. There's no more waiting around. I think that's so important. so, so important. Yeah. And I think that applies to life, not just yoga. I think too many people sit around waiting to feel confident or to feel courageous or to feel yeah. enough or to feel worthy. And one of my um, friends, who's an amazing teacher, his name is John Wyland. I might be butchering this quote, um, but he said something like, um, confidence is not a prerequisite for bold action, but it is mm -hmm. a result. Ooh, Isn't that good? That's a fantastic quote. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I was like, oh, wow, that's so true. Because I, I didn't get confident by sitting around at home and <laughs> like reading <laughs> personal development books like that helped in terms of the, the awareness. But the confidence came from going out in the world and, and losing that self-consciousness and just accepting myself because that's that's what, you know, what I really hear in what you're saying is that there's this level of self-acceptance of of all of our all of ourselves, even the parts that we judge, even the parts that we may want to be changed right now. Right. And moving from that place and, and using our own inner compass as, as our compass rather than letting the expectations or the projections of the world be the thing that guides us. So thank you sure. so, so much. And speaking of good teachers, you're an amazing one. So where can people, A, find you to, to learn a little yoga from and where can people find you to get the book? And just where can people find you, Catherine? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, if you want to practice yoga with me, you can practice with me online. It's called yogaglow.com. And I have hundreds of classes up there. As long, there's uh, many very, very, very good teachers on that, that site. And then you can find me either Catherine Budig, K-A-T-H-R-Y-N-B-U-D-I-G.com or on social media. It's at Catherine Budig. That's pretty much my handle for everything, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that jazz. Mm. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for coaching us today. And thank you for being one of my teachers. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. You're so inspiring. And please keep doing what you're doing. 